Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. So welcome to another episode of Sweetwater. Today we have Awo Osheun and Awo Fafo Ray. Alafia. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Doing well. How about doing yourself? Well, thank you. You know, I'm doing I'm doing well, actually. I got ice cream waiting on me. You know, <laughs> I got I to reward myself for all the, the work I've been putting in this week. <laughs> I know that's uh, right. So this podcast, it is very foreign territory to me. Even though I grew up around men all my life, I still won't be a male. You know, I don't understand how you guys operate. I don't understand the energy you guys possess. I understand that, of course, we have both male and female um, energy. However, as much as I operate out of my masculine energy, it is not compared to the masculine energy that you guys um, possess. So I wanted to touch on the sacredness of masculine energy um, in just all aspects in the mundane world and also in the spiritual realm of the power the masculine energy has how far it can take us um as a woman how can i use it <laughs> because even though i know i need to be the feminine energy is a little bit more easier for me to to get into but masculine energy I, i'm over here thinking i'm supposed to put people in chokeholds and like push them up against the wall <laughs> and, and tell them to do stuff for me and i understand that not that's not what that is that's very right. toxic of me i will say <laughs> but what what is what is masculine i'm gonna just start off what is masculine energy <laughs> so I want to preface first what I'm about to say with the fact that I believe that the feminine energy does come first, that mm -hmm. darkness does come first, that the uh, the potentiality of the mystery, the darkness, the womb, all of that comes first. But there is no direction without the masculine energy. The masculine energy is that which directs. The masculine energy is that which tells the feminine energy what to go into the womb to, to get to make whatever it is that this masculine energy uh, seeks to make. I think, uh, as you said earlier, that both the masculine and the feminine exist uh, equally and at the same time. And we even find those things in things that we don't normally uh, look for. Like even in the creation story in the Bible, mm -hmm. I see 
both the masculine and the feminine at work. When God says, let there be light, that's a directive. That's the masculine part of God at work. And then when light is actually manifested, that's the feminine aspect at work. So the masculine energy is uh, that which directs, uh, that which is is powerful, is potent, um, that which opens the way and tells the feminine energy, this is what we need to create. Okay, okay. Would you like to add anything to that? That's a, that's a beautiful answer. Um, <laughs> the only thing that I that I wanted to add to that is there are both positive and negative manifestations of both, you know, the masculine and the feminine energy. You know, mm-hmm. what you were talking about putting people in chokeholds. That's also <laughs> that's that's masculine, right? But that is a negative manifestation of the masculine. Mm-hmm. When we think of masculine and feminine. Think about us as men and women, we both have testosterone. We both have estrogen, right? But the different balance of that is gonna look different in a man than it's gonna look in a woman, mm-hmm. right? So women are going to have more estrogen. So their balance of the estrogen and the testosterone is gonna look different than a man. But remember, we're all looking for for that balance and stay in the, the positive manifestations of those characteristics. Right. You know, it's interesting because I've um I've been looking into the sky a little bit more. And when you brought up how in the Bible, um, and God said, let there be light, that was, you know, that's male, because mm-hmm. we always look for the moon, like, oh, let's do some moon rituals, but it didn't hit me until you made your your comment. I'm like, oh yeah, the sun is masculine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and we just see that balance between or the dance between the sun and the moon each day. Um so I could, right. completely forgot about that. Um right. with today's events. I'm not even just going to say today's time, but with today's events and, and just where the world is right now, um, do you feel like, of course, the world's not in balance energetically right now, but do you feel as if it's more in its masculine energy or more in its feminine energy at its current moment? <laughs> oh, the world has been overly masculine for quite some time, mm-hmm. quite some time, you know, war, aggression, the way in which we don't show any real um, empathy for the homeless. We don't have empathy for things that are going on with people in different states or different neighborhoods in the state that we live in, let alone other countries, right? Mm-hmm. That demonstrates a the imbalance between the masculine and the feminine. You know, mm-hmm. when you tap into the feminine, when when you have a sense of knowing and empathy and kindness and receptivity, right? It kind of eliminates the things that we see now. But again, what we're seeing is, going back to what I was saying about the negative manifestation, we're seeing the negative manifestation of that, that masculinity. Mm-hmm. 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 I agree. I agree with that. Um, 
but I don't think we actually know where where we are. Mm-hmm. There, there's so much happening right now, especially in the uh, in the political arena, where we're talking about gender fluidity and things like that, non-binary and things like that. That's not a shot at anything that has to do with the LGBTQIA plus community. It's just, it is what it is. We don't know, we're talking about uh, fluidity, non, uh, non-binary and things like that. Um, if I forward myself, we talk about this often, the, mm-hmm. uh, the balance between the masculine and the feminine. We talk about the discrepancy between the definitions uh, not understanding what words we're using, like what what is gender, mm-hmm. what is sex, uh, and which of those is masculine and feminine. So mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think we really know where we are right now. I think everything is kind of mixed up. Everybody's kind of confused right now. We're not agreeing on what gender is. We're not agreeing on what sex is. We're not agreeing on what the masculine and feminine energies are. So I honestly think that we're in a state of confusion right now. We don't know. We don't know where we are. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there's so many women circles, like um, what's the the Sacred <laughs> Woman is a book that I know so many people have read. I mm-hmm. personally purchased it. Did I read it all the way? I'm not even gonna lie to you. No, I did not read it all the way, all the way. I had people tell me cliff notes when I was sitting in a little circle. I would listen to the cliff notes of it, but there's so many spaces for women on trying, you know, uh, stepping out of our masculine ways and more in our true nature, which is going to be that feminine energy. Um, at least from what I see, there's not that many spaces for men. So how can someone try to find balance with that masculine energy because also know a lot of men they'll sit there and say like oh I was raised in a household of women I have five sisters and my mom and my dad wasn't there so I was raising my own woman but it's like but you're still toxic you're not you know you think you know how to work with women but you don't you know so how can men find balance and tap more into that masculine energy Mm, I'm gonna let you tackle that first, Papo, right? <laughs> okay. Well, so here's the thing, right? Whenever you need to know where you're going, you first have to establish where you currently are. Mm-hmm. And like uh, our Ocean mentioned, you know, there's a state of confusion, right? He and I talk about this thing that we call like a, a spiritual a spiritual circuit. We talk about divination, prayer, meditation, and ritual, right? These are the type of things that help you to understand where you are first and foremost, right? If you don't know where you are, you don't know where you're going. So that's first and foremost, right? We have to build strong spiritual foundations to understand who we are. And then from there, we can use things like meditation, divination to find out where is a misalignment. Like when we divine, whether you're using the Dilogun, whether you're using the, the Opuele, the Obi, what you're using, what we are actually um, looking at are the way that the masculine and the feminine interact with one another. Mm-hmm. Right? So when we do divination by understanding how the masculine and feminine work for one another, we can determine where you're off balance and what do you have to do 
to get back on balance. So oftentimes in divination, like if we see somebody who is a lot of masculine energy, hyper-masculine, what we would then suggest for them to do, it, amongst other things, there may be something that comes in specifically, you may have to give an offering to this, this Arisha, you may have to de- do an Ibori, things of that nature. But aside from those things, one of the quickest things that you can do on an individual basis is do things that are the opposite. So if you're hyper-masculine, we'll tell people, go out in nature. Go barefoot, go set out in nature. We'll tell people, go give to the homeless. Go to a woman's shelter or a homeless shelter. Go to a restaurant or fast food or what have you, grocery store, whatever you want to do, and hand out food to the homeless. Those are the things, by demonstrating more feminine attributes, it will bring you back in a place of equilibrium. But you got to know where you are first to know where you're going or where you need to go. And again, I, I agree with our foray, but I also still believe that we are in a state of confusion, that when we talk mm-hmm. about uh, we need to tap into the feminine, we need to tap into the masculine, I don't think we really understand what those things are. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't we don't understand what those things are. I think our ancestors pattern the dynamic between the masculine and the feminine. Now we're talking about the physical manifestation of that, which I will say in in this case, the man and the woman, those relationships were patterned off of what they saw in nature. Mm-hmm. They saw the feminine as being receptive and the masculine as being directive. You just mentioned about, the sun and the moon. The reason that the sun is masculine is because the sun produces and directs light. And the reason that the moon is feminine is because she is passive and receives light. So you hear these uh, conversations on the internet that people are having now about a woman being submissive and how that's a dirty word now. It's a toxic Mm -hmm. word now. But our ancestors pattern the interaction between the male and the female on the masculine and the feminine that they saw in nature. So for us to truly tap into the masculine or truly tap into the feminine, we have to look back at nature and find out what those things actually are. Nature was here first. Nature teaches us how to be here. It teaches us how to be here. So from this conversation, we can go into uh, polygamy. We can go into all of these different interactions between man and woman, masculine and feminine. But again, I think we are in a state of confusion. We don't really understand what masculine and feminine is. I think we are redefining those words today because of the gender fluidity conversation and the policies and I'm going to say the word propaganda, but it's not a negative term. The propaganda surrounding the LGBTQIA plus community. So again, I think we're in a state of confusion. And for us to tap into uh, something, we have to really understand what that something is. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. It, I feel like, and again, maybe it's just because it's, it's just my my perception of things um but i feel like it's so much easier for me to find femininity in nature than it is like when i 
out of nature, when I think of masculine, I think of, of course, the fire, um, because I know at um, when I was doing cacao ceremonies, the um, the administrator, she would always say grandfather fire or father fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with studying the elements just a little bit, I know that the fire is is something that's masculine because also the sun, but then also earth is masculine. Earth is grounding. Um, but other than that, I don't know where to find that. Like finding feminine energies everywhere. Like the moon is something like, you know, La Luna, like grandmother moon. You know, we do all these rituals mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but where can people find that masculine energy within nature? So let's start over a little bit. Uh, the <laughs> Like you say, we understand that fire is, is masculine. And mm-hmm. now we're just going to talk about the four fundamental elements that people talk about. The fire, the water, the earth, and air. Mm-hmm. So in our teaching, earth is feminine. Okay. Earth, right. earth, earth is feminine because mother earth receives mm. from, from father sky right so right. you have the masculine fire opposite of the feminine water you have the masculine air opposite mm. the feminine earth okay. and these are and these are all these also represent the different dimensions of the human being mm-hmm. we're talking about the the physical self as the earth the mental self as the air the emotional self as the water and the energetic, spiritual, visionary self of mm-hmm. the fire. I think when we know what we are looking for, mm-hmm. and I, I honestly believe that this is the reason why our ancestors chose um, these archetypes that we call Orisha, because they help us see the masculine and the feminine out in nature. You mentioned right. you mentioned fire, and mm-hmm. we were just talking about Shango. Yeah. Shango, Shango is probably one of the masculine of the masculines. It's the, he's a he's a man's man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then when you get to more Orisha like Obatala, mm-hmm. see, this is why I can have the conversation that with people when they say gender is fluid, mm-hmm. I can agree with that. But my definition of what gender is may be different from what most people will be saying that gender is. I differentiate mm-hmm. gender and sex. There's a differentiation uh, between those for me. Mm-hmm. So I think when we look out in nature, I see the balance between the masculine and the feminine. For me, quite obviously, again, when we know what we are looking for, and if we use those four fundamental uh, elements as our foundation and build from there, we see. Trust me, there is a there is a there is a balance in not just in the nature here on our planet, but in the universe, there mm-hmm. is a balance. And when there is an imbalance, the universe is definitely going to find it. Which is why we have mm-hmm. concepts like uh, like karma, uh, and that where it carries negative baggage but you know the law of cause and effect the law of reciprocity we have those Mm -hmm. laws that exist in the universe so there is definitely a balance in our universe and when there is an imbalance the universe will find it and sometimes you may not like how that looks 
oftentimes you may not like how that looks when the universe has to find that balance but there's definitely um both masculine and feminine inequality in out in nature okay right And, and and again with that in nature you know we talk about the law of opposites to see it in nature you just have to see the opposite case in point if somebody's house was on fire and you wanted to put it out, would you give it more fire? Hmm. No, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. You wouldn't give it more air because we know air is going to just cause the fire to expand. But then you could take dirt and put it on the fire. That'll that'll hmm. put it out. You hmm. could take water and put it on the fire, put it out. I'll give you another example of how the masculine and the feminine works out in nature. And I'm going to go into how we are confused as human beings as to what that looks like. You ever seen a situation where a man or maybe a couple men were yelling and arguing, Mm -hmm. or maybe a man was yelling and being aggressive with somebody and a woman comes in with sweetness and softness and you watch that person's tone and the volume come down and down and down, that is the masculine and the feminine working in harmony. We talked about Mother Earth. So attribute of the masculine is positive. The feminine is negative. So when we go out in nature barefoot, the negative charge of the Earth helps to clear up and eliminate free radicals in our body. That's why we're supposed to walk around barefoot. It's like having a car that you never get tuned up. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work the way it's supposed to work. And after a while, it's just going to kind of crash. Right? Um, again, Oshayun talked about the confusion. You ever heard a woman say something like, um, I don't like this guy He's too much of a pretty boy. I don't want a pretty man. Have you ever heard a woman say that? (laughs) All right. So when you think of peacocks, what is, you think of a peacock being pretty, right? Mm -hmm. Being a beautiful bird. Well, some of the peacocks are beautiful and some of them not so much. Some of them don't have that big feather. The ones that we look at that are beautiful, those are the males. Yeah. Right? Think of lions. Look at the lioness. Look at the, the, the male lion. Big, beautiful man. Why is that? Because in nature, the female chooses. How does a male get chosen? By being, for one thing, physically attractive. Mm-hmm. So they, are, a lot of times, are the more beautiful species in order to get chosen by the female, but we are so confused as a people that we don't understand that. And we want, the women want, some of them want somebody a little scruffy and the women are supposed to be the beautiful and the men supposed to be scruffy because that's masculine, but that doesn't exist in nature, only with humans. So that just shows our confusion. You know, and that, um, when you was given those examples, I really sat here and I thought about how going out, you know, 
we dress so real nice. We'll put our makeup on, the best smelling perfume. And right. we gave the example of a peacock. I remember learning that years ago, like the peacock is the one that has those beautiful big feathers and they right. shove it in a woman's face to try yes. to get her attention. And I'm just, and when you said it's reversed with humans, I'm like, it surely, surely is because the men act like they don't see you. And we, <laughs> I'm walking by. I know you. Right. This Arabic perfume I have on, I know everything <laughs> in this room. Right. I done spent $30 right. on this bottle. Don't, don't sit here and play with me. But, right. Absolutely. Because we are so out of tune with nature that we don't understand that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to unbalance in men, how does that show? Because in women, um, I mentioned in the previous episode with talking about the womb and womb care, um, Ianifa Ifasheshin in uh, Sangoma Gogo, she, um, they said that for a lot of times, not all the time, but for most of women, um, fibroids, um, ovarian cysts, PCOS, those things will show up mm-hmm. in our womb showing that we are and we're not in balance or we absorb so much negativity from our partners. And that's a sign of we need to cleanse, we need to recharge. So how does unbalance show up in men? I think in the same way, um, well, not specifically Mm -hmm. uh, exactly in the same ways, but I mean, things like uh, the sickness of the male genital, it it can show Mm -hmm. up in that way also, testicular cancer, uh, impotence or erectile dysfunction, those are all mm-hmm. imbalances in the masculine energy. Again, many of the things that we suffer from as male humans, the males of other species in nature don't suffer from those things. Mm-hmm. Again, again, we are in a state of confusion. Again, we are so far removed from uh, the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding, the enlightenment that our ancestors possessed based on what they learned in nature. We are so far mm-hmm. removed from that. So when we find uh, men who are who have an imbalanced masculinity and it's manifesting itself in the body, we usually find things like that. Testicular cancer, uh, erectile dysfunction, uh, problems with the prostate, um, problems with uh, the emotional self. The emotional Mm -hmm. self also can place itself in the forefront when the masculine energy is is low and imbalanced in males. The emotional self would push itself uh, forward. This is when you find uh, angry men, violent men. What 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 I've come to find is that that was what I suffered from before starting to find uh, spirituality and starting to come down and starting to make an attempt to find balance between the masculine and the feminine, finding balance between the different dimensions of the self. Those things that angered, that wanting to lash out with violence, those things, my emotional self was placing itself in the forefront because the masculine energy had removed itself. It had completely removed itself. So I think that, uh, the imbalance in the masculinity, at least in men, manifests itself in those ways in the body and in the emotional self. Yeah, I, I have to agree. You took the words out of my mouth. 
when a woman's emotions are unbalanced, you're going to get your your car keyed, you're going to get your, your tire slashed. Uh, when a man's emotions are unbalanced, you get war. Mm-hmm. You know, you get violence at the highest level. Um, but also at not such a high level, right? Mm-hmm. Other more everyday way that, that we see it, it's uh, fatherless homes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, a sense of unfulfillment. You know, it is a lack of discipline, mm-hmm. a lack of organization, a lack of structure. You know, those are are ways in which that shows up in men more on a, on a everyday you know, common basis. But yeah, but when men's emotions become, you know, unbalanced, it used to be, right, growing up in the type of neighborhood I grew up in, we thought, remember, we keep the same thread of confusion, right? We thought that the guys that were fighting, that were killing, Mm -hmm. you know, those are the masculine men. Those are the most feminine men. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. man that 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 struck a nerve because i was just uh as you was talking i was thinking about uh how our definition of what a man is has to change over Absolutely. over time because we come from those neighborhoods where yeah. the aggressiveness the anger the violence those things represented masculinity like for me mm-hmm. i've been to prison coming home for prison in the hood is seen as a badge of honor that's seen as masculine and this is these are these are feminine things to allow our emotions to overtake our logic uh is a very um feminine thing i'm not downing uh the intelligence of emotion i'm mm-hmm. just saying that there has to be uh, a balance and we have to change uh we have to redefine what a man is in our society, especially amongst us as uh, black men. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up um, redefining masculine energy because again, like when you type in masculine energy, it it just brings up war. It like one of them that was listed on here is honoring the warrior spirit, you know, um, leadership and, you know, I'm just sitting here, I'm just kind of like, okay, I see something that's saying about, oh, compassion, you know, and it's funny because again, I know I've had um, toxic ideas of what a man was simply because of course, being a raised around men and just my experience with men, the the thing I wasn't getting was compassion, you mm-hmm. know, right. and not to say like, oh, if a man was putting his hands on me, like, oh, I knew he cared, but it was just kind of like, if something's wrong with me, I'm not getting, oh, let's talk about it. I'm getting right. left alone to figure it out for myself. And it, it wasn't until this, well, two years ago, I ended up meeting someone. And I remember telling my friend, I was like, yeah, he likes to talk about his feelings and I will get... <laughs> I will get so upset. I will cuss this poor man out 
after like 10, after like 10 text messages back and forth, because I'm sitting here, I'm like, why are you wanting to talk about your feelings? It's not going to change anything. I don't want to talk about it. Like, let's just move on. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, maybe I need to reevaluate myself <laughs> because why am I holding all this in and just allowing myself to get upset? Because I started to learn once I started tapping a little bit more into my spirituality that me holding in all that anger and rage was ultimately affecting my health and things yeah, like that. And I saw that I don't have a flow. Like I'm creating so much stagnation within my body because I'm not voicing this out. And it wasn't until, I think it wasn't until this year, which I know that's a long time after like two, three years. It wasn't until this year that I told him like, hey, I appreciate that you are vulnerable and you speak about your feelings because growing up, my middle school and part of my high school life, you know, I grew up of you don't cry, crying is a sign of weak. And I'm I'm a female. I'm being told like you don't cry, that's weak. Mm -hmm. You hold your tears back. Um you just let things go and move on. And so it was very different to see like masculine energy is also being open and vulnerable, just like the the feminine. Well, mm -hmm. both energies about being open and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So, well, I would say that the ba having a balance, if you're a man and having the balance of the masculine and feminine allows you to then show your emotion, right? Mm -hmm. But again, there's a fine balance between both. Like, you know, growing up in the inner city, you know, watching shows like Good Times, right? Mm -hmm. We would look at James from good times. That's a, a good father. That's a good, strong man. Here's the thing. And it's been a while since I watched it, but I don't remember him being compassionate, mm -hmm. right? right. And, and while I can say, yeah, he was a good father in comparison to mm -hmm. people who are just absent, right? He still wasn't imbalanced, mm -hmm. right? So there's 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 that fine middle ground where you gotta walk, right? Mm -hmm. And for every for women who are find themselves in a position where they're hyper masculine, it's a survival technique. That's what it is. It's survival because mm -hmm. of the world that we grow up in. Sometimes it's I have to be this way. Mm -hmm. And I oftentimes, like we do readings for people and we'll have a lot of women who exhibit a lot of masculine characteristics. We'll see it in their life path number. It'll show up in their reading, right? And I will tell women or Oshayuna tell these women that when we see in their life path number first and then we see how the rest of the reading plays out, it's okay, you did come here to be a leader, which is a masculine characteristic. Mm -hmm. However, by looking at your secondary numbers, it's important how you lead. And a lot of times we'll see those secondary numbers be feminine numbers, and it's telling you to be a leader, but lead with nurturing, lead with kindness. Inject that feminine energy into how you lead. 
Mm-hmm. See, that's what the balance looks like. And that's the part that we miss a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that man, that man that you were dealing with two, uh, three years ago, that was a real man, a man that uh, could actually be open about uh, his feelings. Like uh, Fafore just said, we just uh, recorded an episode for our own podcast where we talked about uh, men's mental health and holding space for men to actually speak about uh, their feelings, things that they're going through, because it's difficult for us to do that because, again, there are no spaces for us. Again, we get, we get, and this is not a shot at you, again, we get the response like that, like the response that you gave him, like, why are you talking about your feelings and those types of things? Because our definition of what a man is, mm-hmm. is skewed. Our definition of what a woman is, is mm-hmm. skewed because we are so far removed from nature. We are so mm-hmm. far removed from the, the thing that teaches us how to be here we are so far removed from that. So again, I think we have to get back to uh, the task of redefining these things. What is a woman? What is a man? And now the conversation is made more difficult because of the things that are going on now with the LGBTQIA plus community, the the things that are going on with uh, us not being able to define a woman, Mm -hmm. us not being able to define a man, uh, us not being able to uh, competently define what the masculine and feminine energies are, uh, conversations surrounding uh, the non-binary community. I'm 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 of the belief that you can't cap out of this binary system that we live in. You can't cap out of that. I, mm-hmm. You can identify what, however you want to identify, but we live in a binary world. We live in a world of positive and negative, light and dark masculine and feminine male and female that's just mm-hmm. the fact now gender fluidity again i agree with but gender is energetic it's characteristics it has nothing to do with your genetics or your biology or your <laughs> biology it has nothing to do with that it has to do with i think there was an overcompensation concerning gender and gender roles as the dynamic between men and women in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. That was an overcompensation for that. And so now, from there, we have to start again to redefine uh, what a man is, what a woman is. We have to be truthful, be willing to uh, have these conversations, even if they hurt other people's feelings. We have to be able to have these conversations, even if we feel like they're controversial. These, These are the conversations that we have to have because we have to come to an understanding as not just as a Black community, but as a human, as a human community, we have to be able to uh, come to those understandings. Absolutely. And, you know, Oshin brought up gender fluidity a couple of times. And I'm going to give an example of gender fluidity. Uh, I'm gender fluid. And this is what that looks like. You take a shovel and you dig a hole in the dirt. You're masculine. And then the same person put some seeds in the ground and covered that, that hole back up. You're masculine. I mean, you're, excuse me, you're feminine. You, you just fluidly went from masculine to feminine. Yeah. In, in one setting. Or if I'm 
arguing with somebody and I'm going off and I'm heated. And then I catch myself and I'm saying, hold on, man, I'm tripping. Hey, you know what? My bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. I got out of pocket. Should have never raised my voice. That's gender fluidity right there. Mm -hmm. Right? You, we should be able to, if we want to be successful in our daily activities, go from masculine to feminine, back and forth. Man, every morning I take the OB and I divine for the energy of my day. The answer reveals itself in patterns of masculine and feminine. Now, I may ask, am I in, you know, E-Ray or E-B? Let's say if I go that far and I get the both, right? Through that day, because of the fluidity and the movement of energy, masculine and feminine, I'm going to go back and forth. Mm -hmm. At 8 a.m., I may be in E-Ray. Come 9.15, <laughs> the guy I do not like at my job and came into my office and irritated the hell out of me. Now, all of a sudden, I'm in the negative aspect and I just keep flowing back and forth, right? Now, now two hours later, it's time for me to go to lunch. Man, I didn't eat. I'm cool. I'm good now. Now I'm back in a good space. You're going to do this dance all day long, every day, from the day you're born to the day you die, going back and forth between these energies called masculine and feminine. It's a dance, right? That's all it is. It's a dance. And it's being mindful of how you're moving and operating from moment to moment, mm -hmm. from emotion to emotion, checking in with yourself, asking yourself, well, why did this make me feel like this? And why did I react to it like that? That's all it is. This is what we're talking about with gender fluidity, right? But as spiritual people, we have to make sure that we are allowing spiritual laws to shape our thoughts, mm -hmm. shape our actions and our words and not get caught up in the mundane and allow the mundane to then try to use that aspect to influence the spirit. Mm -hmm. Because once you do that, well, actually we've done that. That's why we mm -hmm. find ourselves in the state of confusion. Right. Yeah. It's funny when you um when you mentioned going back and forth throughout the day, going back and forth. It wasn't until I became friends with the priest of Ogun that I feel like my gangster was tested so much all the time. And I used to he used to call me dainty. He's like, You're very dainty. And I never forgot. Like I put my chest on. I was like, I'm not dainty. I was like, I'm a whole thug out here. And he's like, you're, <laughs> you're soft. He's like, it's okay. It's okay to be soft. It's okay to be in your feminine. I don't know why you're pretending to be something you're not. And I always felt like, again, because I was always around my brothers. I was friends with mostly males in school. So I was always one of the guys. And so anytime I would come around other men, I would just be like, oh, I'm going to do it. And I would try to carry the heaviest load. And I would sit there and talk smack. But it wasn't until I became friends with a priest of Ogun that I felt like I was checked so hard. Because mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, well, now I guess I can 
be dainty. And I just hate saying dainty because it's uh, it feels so <laughs> like uh, he's like you're like a dainty flower, and I'm like ew, just don't say that. <laughs> but it was it was very it was foreign territory for me to to not do anything, um, quote unquote, like the gender roles. But I remember. Simple things like opening the door. I used to always like, I was, I would always like cringe a little bit, like, why are you opening my door? Like, I can carry like a 50 pound bag of sand. I don't need you to pick it up. But then I'm like, I need to learn to let go and I need to learn to be a little bit, I guess, in that realm of Oshun, the sweetness. But that was something completely different and still foreign yeah and you know even that even that is backwards even Mm -hmm. that even that is is uh is kind of backwards i remember when uh our luo uh talked about that very specific thing about the man opening the door and allowing the woman to go Mm -hmm. in first and our luo said the youngest the youngest always goes in first so the man is supposed to go in first the man goes in first make sure that there's no danger on the other side of the door and then the woman comes in it's just like the the concept of the twins being born Mm -hmm. how they say that the youngest the youngest comes first comes out is born scopes the earth and then allow the eldest to be born second this is this is what is taught in in Ifa and during the birth of of twins, the youngest goes first. And again, I'm of the belief that the feminine, that the feminine is older than the masculine. And saying older is, I understand that the language is never going to suffice. The language is never going to suffice to help us understand what's going on on. Right. Uh, dimensions higher than the third dimension. I understand that the masculine and the feminine have to exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, but I also understand that darkness came first. Mm-hmm. I understand right. that the womb must come first. The pot, Odu, must come first. Everything is born out of that. So she, she is the eldest. This is also why Odu is born in Ofumeji. Well, I hear the last of the Medjis, but in the spirit realm, the oldest and the first. So again, you have the eldest being born last here on the earth again. So again, there's a state of confusion. Mm -hmm. Again, we have to start to redefine what a man is, what a woman is, what masculinity is, what femininity is, uh, what the flow back and forth looks like. Uh, Fafo already talked about that, that dance. And we learned about that very early in uh, in our spiritual walk, especially in Ifa with our Luo, because he talks about things like that all the time, the sacred dance between the masculine and the feminine, the sacred dance between the darkness and the light. And even getting away from Ifa and going into books like the Kabbalion, where it talks about uh, the principle of, of, of rhythm, the principle of cycles, the principle of going back and forth between the extremes and all the degrees in between. So, yeah, again, I think we have to start to redefine these uh, these words that we use. Right. Now, fellas, one thing I want to throw in there, though, just bringing it on the earthly plane real quick. <laughs> now, when it comes to the thing about the door, right? Now, for me, it's situation. 
like if I'm with a young lady and we're, you know, or, you know, like we're going into like my house or apartment or something like that and it's nighttime, it's dark in there, right? I'm going to go in first for that very reason, kind of scope out, make sure everything. Now, if we're going into a mall or something like that, then on those situations, I'm probably still going to hold the door open mm-hmm. and let them go in, you know, first. Me too. Me too. <laughs> you know, but it, it's all about my ability to see what's going on. Like right. I always going into a restaurant, I like to sit in the seat where I can see the entrance as opposed to having my back to the entrance, right. you know? So those type of things, but yeah, absolutely. Or if, you know, I'm way past this day where I'm going to clubs and stuff like that. But when I did, if I was there with a young lady or even like my sister or something like that, she's not going to go in front of me and I stand behind her. I'll take her hand and I'll go in front to move through the crowd. So these are things, though, that we as men, I don't even know because of the, at least in our community, right, the, the absence of the man in the household these aren't things that we're told. I remember being 12 and had a man who was, you know, he wasn't a relative, but he he was the man in my life. And I remember being out, you know, we all were out um, and there was a young lady and her and I were walking around. And I remember being pulled aside and said, hey, you did everything right. Except at that end, when y'all got in the elevator, you went in first should let her go in first. So right, it's that that coaching. Just like in again we keep going to nature. Animals are taught by their parents how mm-hmm. to be that species of animal, right? This is the best way we hunt. This is how we do this. This is how we do that. We don't have that because again, we are so out of tune with nature. So we kind of made things up as we've gone along. We've been taught by foreign cultures to operate the way they operate when it, and we haven't realized that it doesn't work for us. Mm -hmm. And because of money, we falsely have this belief that if we make a couple of dollars, we're good and don't understand that all of these other things are so out of balance that if we did those things, we would be much happier, we would be much healthier, and we would get the money anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no better way for you to find happiness, peace, abundance than just being in alignment with nature. Nature has laws. Get in tune with those laws, you're good. The difference between natural laws and man-made laws, nature's not going to put you in jail. You're not going to get a fine, you know, by nature. So we have a tendency to ignore those laws, mm-hmm. you know, or be oblivious even, or have the ability to be oblivious. You know, we have this thing in law that says ignorance of the law um, is uh, no excuse, right? But us being oblivious to the laws of nature, we're able to just move around without understanding how we are in violation. And we don't understand that certain things that are happening to us is because we are in violation of said laws. And you don't have to practice EFI, which is the wisdom of nature, to understand that you have to follow natural universal laws. Mm. I like how you, um, when you brought up 
how the youngest enters first and then the oldest follows because I know when um I try to learn a little bit about everything and if I'm not mistaken it's in Chinese culture that when it comes time to serving the youngest is the one that serves everyone and then it goes on from there so it's very interesting to see how that's how it's supposed to be in general. And if I'm not even, if I'm not mistaken, even when it comes to, again, seeing it in nature, I think I saw a picture of a wolf pack and the whole, you know, alpha conversation is the reason why I saw this um, Mm -hmm. picture. Was there saying like in the front, it's the cubs and then it's the elders But then in the very, very back, it's the leader of the pack to scope out everything. And if they have to run to the front to protect, they can. But if also there's a Mm -hmm. group behind, they can handle business and allow everyone else to get away. So Mm -hmm. it is very interesting to, because I never really thought to connect those dots with, with everything. Maybe, you know. I'm just out here in my own world, lollygagging in these streets. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, I, that I just didn't notice. Um, uh, other thing that I want to touch on because I think you may, um, you mentioned it, of uh, the wounded masculine um, and also kind of like how the possibility uh, will how also the absence of men in a household, you mm. know, can attribute to that. Um, I guess, cause I know a lot of people like to, at least I'm gonna just say like, at least I know with some of my family members, they will say, oh, I don't know how to be loving or caring because, you know, my mom wasn't loving or caring to me or, oh, I treat, you know, my partners this way because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. I always, again, since I was in a military household for a part of my life, I that saying of, um, what is it? Excuses are like assholes. Everyone has it. It's ingrained in my mm-hmm. head. So I always try to like not make excuses for not having my parents around and having the lack of, uh, but however, I know not everyone operates that same way they operate. So how can someone heal that wound from having the absence of a male presence in their home? Get the presence well, of a male now. Mm. Get the presence of a male now. I think I think there's a difference between an excuse and a reason. Mm-hmm. Man. We're too much alike, boy. I tell you, we are are too much alike. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a great difference between those two. I think an an excuse is made as um, a justification for not doing something that you are capable of, Mm -hmm. something, something that you have the potential to do. A reason is explaining why a certain thing is a fact. When you are not taught, you know, Fafore was just talking about how these other animals are taught how to do certain things. It's the same thing with us. We have to be taught how to love. We have to be taught how 
to protect. We have to be taught that this is what men do in our culture. This is what women do in our culture. For those of us who lack uh, a masculine presence, a man, a, a manly presence in our homes, it's imperative for us to find that positive male figure today. It's, it's, it's imperative for us to be able to do that. It's imperative for us to, once we find ourselves uh, healed or on the on the road to being healed, that we step up for someone else who was possibly missing uh, a father in their own lives. So, and again, this goes back to the conversation that I've already myself and another brother just had yesterday uh, recording for our own podcast is that these circles, these men's circles mm -hmm. are absolutely necessary. Like we have to be able to do those things that we see as soft. Like we have to be able to cry. When when Fafore, myself and the other eight brothers that got initiated with us, um, they told us as a group that we were overly masculine and that the EIME wanted us to wail. They wanted us to cry. Like we needed to really cleanse uh, our soul because many of us, if not all of us, had probably hadn't cried in years, hadn't cried in years, hadn't thought about crying in years. So uh, there's definitely a cleansing that needs to take place in the masculine energy, a healing that needs to take place, uh, take place in the masculine energy. But uh, I think we have to be uh, humble enough to, uh, to ask for help, to ask for guidance, to ask for mentorship of other men that we see uh, as successful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, one of those things, o, um, Oshun is always depicted, or a lot of times depicted as, you know, having a mirror. Mm -hmm. And some people think that has to do with her being associated with beauty. And then some people think of it a negative manifestation of like vanity, but it's really for you to be able to see yourself. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we have to do is we have to be honest about who we are and then we can go through the process of discovering why we are that way mm -hmm. right i remember and you know i told this story on the podcast when i had my natal chart done years ago and in that session the priest who did it he, he was like oh so um you know you're really emotional and i was like no he was like yeah, you know, you you know, you you're a really emotional person. I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> so he looks at he looks at my natal chart, and he has uh, my numerological chart there as well. He's going back and forth. Look, he said, well, from what I see here, I'm like not even a little bit. He said, so like um, no sensitive. I'm sorry. He said sensitive. That's what he sensitive. You know look like you're sensitive. I said, nah, not me. And so then he's like, nobody's ever said anything about you. I said, nope, not never. And because what I heard him say was not that I was sensitive, mm -hmm. that, you know, I was a B, basically, what I heard him say, <laughs> right? Like, nah, that ain't me. Yeah. And then not too long after that, I was having a conversation with somebody and I can't remember who I was talking to or the topic. And I wish I really remembered how insignificant the topic was to make this point 
you know, hit home even more. Like it was nothing of any importance whatsoever. And they said something to me and I kind of like, ooh, like felt it like. And then in that moment, I can't, I stopped listening to them completely. And then I start running like this fast forward of these different periods of my life. And I'm like, damn, I am sensitive. <laughs> And it was just, for me, it was a like a, you know, a revelation to me. And I'm like, I mean, I, I, I didn't see myself as such because mm -hmm. I, in my opinion, didn't respond the way because of being hyper-masculine that you think of people responding who are sensitive, mm -hmm. right? You know, so yeah, first of all, we just have to be real about ourselves. And again, things like, knowing our life path numbers, knowing our astrological chart or having the reading done, divination, those types of things will give insight into who we are, right? And then, like Oshayun said, it's not about an excuse, right? It's about having a reason, a level of understanding for why you are who you are. Why do you like the things you like, dislike the things you like? Why do you have the triggers that you may have? And then from that standpoint, you can go about the process of healing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, you brought up how it's very important for these uh, male circles to be here. And I know it's, it's no one's job to to like help someone heal. Like a lot of times we mainly hear that, you know, when it comes to a woman trying to help a man, like it's not your job to heal him. It's not your job to try to fix this person, right? However, do you feel that men and women can uplift and heal each other simultaneously? Or is this something that needs to be done separately? And then we come back as a unit mm, that's a good question because we just we just talked about uh one of the things that i said on on this on this uh podcast that we recorded yesterday was that i don't think that any type of healing can happen in a vacuum that it has to be all of the dimensions of the self coming into alignment like you can't find mental health without the body being in health also, without you being in emotional health, without you being in uh, all of these, all of these different types of health that we can have based on the different dimensions of the self. I very much so believe that men and women can operate in the same space and facilitate healing. Mm -hmm. However, I think that there are some things that men won't understand about women and things that women won't understand about men because the fact is our realities are different. Mm -hmm. The outside reality is filtered through different things. You know, we are taught from little bitty that like you say, you don't cry. We don't talk about emotion. You don't, uh, you don't show weakness. You don't show vulnerability. All of these things we're taught from little bitty and it takes a lot of un unlearning and unpacking and getting rid of all of these things that we've been taught and lied about uh, for us to start to learn uh, how things really are. So I do think that healing um, 
balance can be found uh, together with both the masculine and the feminine together. But I think that there are some things that men can only learn from men and some things that women can only learn from women. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And, you know, I want to touch on what you said. It's not our job. You know, I agree 100%. It's not our job to heal or to assist other people in their healing. However, if you are a spiritual person, it is your responsibility if you mm -hmm. understand the collective consciousness. You know, again, our ignorance has popularized terms like what you eat don't make me shit. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, I mean, in that literal understanding <laughs> of that, yes, that's true. But in what that statement is trying to depict, that is farther from the truth, right? Mm -hmm. There's a collective consciousness. The way my recklessness, you know, my pain, my hurt can very well much or does hurt other people because of the collective consciousness. And we could be 50 states away, we can be in another country, but it's a vibration. Everything is a vibration. Everything is an energy, right? Mm -hmm. As far as you know, men and women helping one another heal. All the people that we meet amongst the journey, we were intended to meet them. There was a role, there was mm -hmm. a message, there was a position they came here to play. You may be in a relationship with someone whose job is not to help you heal, but whose job is to help you realize that you need healing. Mm -hmm. And maybe the next relationship you get in is when the healer steps in. That was a word right there. Yeah. Mm. Wasn't it? <laughs> we have to, to write that down. I'm going to have to write that down. Where my pen and paper at? <laughs> yeah, we got to yeah, write so, that down. Yeah, so again, as spiritual people, the way we learn, the things that we discuss, the way we are taught, we got to be at the forefront. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's not our job, but it is our responsibility. We got to be at the forefront. We got to get healed. We got to get healthy. We got to be the walking, talking versions, depictions of abundance so then we can start helping heal the world mm -hmm. that's what we came here to be it starts with ourselves then it goes into our family and then it goes into our communities if we all do that and we all meet in the middle we all win and so many of these things are taught in ifa like these things are so apparent to me like he talked about the collective consciousness and how ifa talks about the the good position or the good condition and how mm -hmm. there will always be a going back and forth between uh, Orun and Aye. There will always be a going back and forth until the Odui Fa says, all of us reach mm -hmm. the good position or the good condition. So there yes. is no, there is no crossing the finish line first. Like mm -hmm. we're all going to have to do it together. We're all in this together. We're all connected. There is no, in the big scheme of things, there is no black, there is no white, there is no brown, there is no red. There are, there are 
none of these things are real. None of them, none of them exist. <laughs> we are all on a mission to evolve to the point where we can re-merge back with the source. And we have to do that in a perfect state that E5 calls the good condition or the good position. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that about the uh the collective consciousness. I say. I say. Well, I don't want to hold y'all up any longer. However, we are going to have to do this again. We are going yeah, to absolutely because I definitely am going to have to pick you guys' brain on a lot of other different subjects and topics. But this was definitely eye opening. And again, I sat here and I'm just like, I'm going to have to really work on <laughs> toxic masculinity that I have. Because when you said the person I was dealing with years ago, that was the definition of man. I'm like, I done cussed that poor person out so many times. It was like, well, don't call mm. me no more. Like, <laughs> Right. You know, because I done said some, some, just some very mean things. However... Mm-hmm. I felt like I was being honest at that moment. However, I thank you. Um, also, where can people find you guys? Take care of that, 5 right? All right. So um, <laughs> y'all can check us out on Instagram at who.made.y'all.priest. We have a podcast called the Who Made Y'all Priest podcast. Y'all can check us out on YouTube at Who Made Y'all Priest. You can find us the audio-only version on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, everywhere else that podcast can be found. And then you can find us on TikTok at Who Made Y'all Priest 7-Eleven, right? 7-Eleven, there you go. There we go. What's the significance of the 7-Eleven? Oh, that's <laughs> our, our life path numbers put together. Really? Uh, I'm a, yeah, a, I'm an he's 11. A life path seven. <laughs> he's a life path seven. I'm a life path uh, 11 too. So uh, yeah, we wanted to throw those uh, those numbers on the end of there because they are uh, significant to mm-hmm. us as uh, individuals and as a collective, as both of us as uh, collectives. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason for the hyper-masculinity, the two ones. That is the most masculine number is a one. So you've got two of them. So yes, right. but when you bring the one and the one together, it makes a two, which is where your power lies in the feminine, in your intuition, in being compassionate, being receptive, in empathy. You are a leader. You came here to be a leader. The two ones definitely came here to be a leader, but it's how you lead and how you lead is with compassion, empathy, all the positive uh, feminine attributes and characteristics. Right. See, I always felt like my feminine energy was more like, I used to, I call it big mama energy. You know, she loves you, <laughs> but big mama very stern. And she don't blink. And she, and she mm-hmm. might not raise her voice, but you also, she ain't gonna crack a smile. I feel like that's how my feminine energy was but then i'm like mm, that was a different mm-hmm. time right that's yeah what they knew. that was a different time that's trauma mm-hmm. right that's what they knew definitely trauma that's what they knew uh big mama big mama and them coming out of uh jim crow 
and uh, having to be tough, real tough women. Like I have my ancestor altar right here and my great grandmother whom I never met. Uh, I look at her picture and I'm like, this is a tough woman. This is a yes. tough woman because she had to be. She had to be in that time. And I don't want us, or I would prefer us not to carry on some of the traditions of our parents just because our parents mm-hmm. did those things. Mm-hmm. So now we are in a position where we are coming to know better. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll start to, to do better. Yeah, that's a word. T-shirt. That's a word. Another t-shirt. Well, again, (laughs) I'm so grateful and so appreciative to have you guys on here and just honestly to share this space. I'm looking to creating some more great things with you guys. And next time you guys see me, I will be operating just a little smidget more in (laughs) in my feminine energy. It just it just ain't right now. <laughs> right. I right, say, right. I say. We all work. Thank you for having us. It was a pleasure. Of Definitely. course, of course. Until next time.